so it is March. Oh, let's think here. Probably like March 20th-ish. That would make sense. Um, 2021. And it's one of those things where it's like, it's like, I just love this quote that I saw recently that was like something like how pessimists are better off than the optimists. Like, that was like, uh, like, just like, it just got me thinking. Because I was like, are you sure? Like, are you sure that pessimists are better off than optimists? Like, I don't know. Um, especially because, like, most of my life, it was always like, oh, yeah, positivity is the most powerful, all of this kind of stuff. And then somebody said one time about, like, you know, like, people that were, like, crushed into, like, this concentration camp type of experience or, like, whatever it was. They were in jail or whatever. And it was always, like, the optimists that were the ones that crashed faster or that lost it sooner or that couldn't handle it sooner than like the pessimists and I was like aha that's really fascinating because like you think that the pes the optimists are the ones that are like you know they're they're like probably the ones that like find the most gratitude or the ones that like are able to probably lean on trust in God and the light of Christ and You'd think that that's what it is, right? When you think of an optimist, somebody that's like, you know, believing that we're going to get to the promised land and, you know, like the pep talk stuff, the cheerfulness stuff, and we're just going to get there, right? And I think, you know, maybe that's because 10, like the ones that tend to be the optimists are like the type one-ish kind of people, whereas they're really good for starting up things, right? But it would make sense that the ones that are the finishers, that finish off, that actually last through like an excruciating experience, tend to be the pessimists because there's a lot of pessimism in a type 4 energy. And a type 4 energy would tend to, a type 4 or a type 3 energy would tend to be a finisher type of energy, right? Um, so it's like, okay, well that makes sense. Um, so that, you know, a part of me always wonders, I'm like, well, so should I step into the yin-yang energy or should I step into the yang-yin energy, right? And it's like, it's always like a toss-up, right? Because sometimes I, I equate righteousness to a yin-yang energy, right? Where it's like, well, I wonder if there was righteous yang-yin people, right? People that were like steadily, steadfast in what they were ready to do and comprehend and that kind of thing but yet they weren't totally in this space of like oh everything's great all the time right and I kind of wish I was on top of my audio recordings to the point where it's like I could just like be documenting all of these great blessings that I've been receiving in the last little bit here thankfully I have some of it documented in my journal so that I have been counting my blessings here and there, right? Because there's been immaculate, amazing blessings. You know, blessings of therapists, breath blessings of like support, blessings of friendships, blessings of like just focus and direction and like just like, like hopefulness and ease. And yet there's these, these tizzy moments where it's like, you know, there's been somebody in the home that's flipped their lid and they're in their emotion brain right now. And then it, it somehow creates this trickle effect. It can cause this trickle effect on everybody else that's influenced by it to flip their lid too and then suddenly be in their emotional brain. And then there's just emotional brains talking with emotional brains and flooding each other, which is like really not a 
good recipe because clearly, clearly we are not one against another. It is us against Satan every single day. And I feel embarrassed to be allowing his energy to trickle in through these relationships that are so dear and sacred to every ceiling, every covenant, everything that I have ever lived for to then allow for any notion of his belief system to somehow creep into my dedicated house of the Lord. All I have to say is get thee hence Satan because clearly we have already won this war, this battle, and he is clearly not ever going to win this. He just thinks he's still going to try anyways, even though he knew that he lost when he chose to not even receive a body. And so here we are, just trying to live our regular life, and thankfully we can just like tell him to go away, stop being a bully in our house, and turning us into bullies towards each other, and like let us just embrace this actuality that like the only thing we have is each other. Because really, that's what it comes down to. It's like people in our house get house get tempted, whether by material things or coveting or you know, just like hopelessness and like ingratitude and murmuring and all of the like, right? All of this kind of surface level, superficial kind of stuff. And I just pray that we'll be able to withstand it and be like, let's just hold on to the iron rod here. Let us just do the things that Baroni lived for, right? Like he was dying, right? Like he was probably dying from being like self-isolating, social distance from every single person he could ever have known. Like he couldn't even do a six foot distance from the people that he loved because they were all dead. You know, like he had to be like cut off from every single person that he had ever known and loved because they were already killed before him. And then he's walking around with these plates and he's praying for all the people that just killed all of his parents all of his friends, all of his family, and he's praying for them so that their grandkids, which are like my kids, right, can have this beautiful book that's going to teach them and help them to be able to do the things that they're going to need to be able to do and stand up and be like a Tiankum and be like a Captain Ronike and be like a Soraya and be like you know, all of these wonderful people that we get to learn about. And I just like, I'm just super impressed that that is part of this plan that I'm somehow a part of. I don't know how I was blessed to be born at this time to be a Latter-day Saint within this Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I have no idea how I got that card. You know, I could have been born into Adam and Eve's family. I could have been born in whatever situation. But I was somehow blessed to be born into a house with two immigrant parents who didn't know the language, who I got the, the privilege to watch live through every hardship that nobody else I knew lived through. You know, somebody, I, I was living in the same house as somebody who was willing to cross the ocean to find freedom, right? Like, and keep swimming until his death for his freedom. Like, that's pretty cool. I lived in the same house as somebody that was, that survived from schizophrenia, from like a mental illness. And didn't just like give up, right? Like, I lived in the same house as like an older sister who was willing to do every single thing that she could possibly learn how to do to somehow become a person 
that she could feel like would be pleasing in her Heavenly Father's eyes. And I was somehow blessed with the privilege to then be receptive to the teachings that she wanted to share with me that were truly from God. And then I was able to learn from the missionaries in my high school year, which was not uncom like which was not a coincidence because clearly I was terrified of going to high school because I knew that every single like the likelihood of somebody going through high school without having had committed a deep dark sin was pretty much zero, right? Pretty much zero. And I was like terrified. I'm like, I never want to do those sins. But somehow it's become our, our regular culture that everybody does it, right? And it's like, no, I am not okay with that. So then I go and spend the summer with her going to church. And then here I am with all these 30 year olds that are pretty much standing up for all these truths and covenants that everybody I knew in high school broke. And so I was like, oh, so there are people out there that actually believe in the truth and are actually living it, that have lived it and continue to live it. And even if they fall down, they say sorry and they move forward and they try again, right? And I was like, that is the kind of person that I want to keep being and I want to keep continue to be and not forget that that's who I want to be. So then I thought, I want to be around these people for the rest of my life because I never want to forget that. I never want to forget who I actually am, which I feel like everybody chooses to do at some point in their life. They just choose to forget who they are. They forget that they made a bucket list before they came to receive a body. They forget that they have something special to do before they pass and, and you know, have their special meeting with Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ when they're like, oh, so did you do it? And then we can say yes, right? Like that's the whole point. For us to be able to go to that meeting and be like, yes, I totally did it. I totally found my bucket list that I was, I chose to want to do before I came to this earth. And I totally found it and I totally did it. Like I don't want to get to that meeting and be like, oh, uh, I wasn't even paying attention. I was just like playing a video game the, my whole life. Or I was just watching this one show for my whole life. Or I was going and, you know, I was just going to, like, from store to store to store, buying everything that I thought that I needed, and never, like, taking the time to do anything but, like, create a bunch of garbage, and, like, never took the time to be creative or, like, develop my talents or do any of the things that were mine to do, right? Like, I just filled my time. I just never did anything that was actually of worth. You know, like, I never want to get to that point in my life when I have the opportunity to be like, hey, this this is what I chose to do with what I was given, right? And like that I was actually able to do something that was pleasing unto Heavenly Father too. Like my word this year is glorified. And I thought I was a bit audacious when I started that, that word. Because I was like, okay, seriously? Last time I had a word a little like this, it was shine. And I was a little awkward about that too. I was like, oh dear, like, does this mean I'm gonna start flaunting things, bragging about things, or like, you know, become this like know-it-all show-off kind of person? And, you know, thankfully it was actually a very healing word because up to that point I was just kind of just um, pretty well just hiding for the most part. And it wasn't until that word that I was like, no, it's a good word for me. That's what I need right now. I need to like stand in my stand in my place of, of what I've been given and who I am and be grateful for it, right? So it's been interesting as I've like 
embodied this word. It's like January, February, March now. I'm three months into this word. And it's been really neat. You know, like, there's been different aspects. Like, the latest way that I was um, glorifying Heavenly Father is that I was taking the time to realize Heavenly Father's given me this body that I've been learning how to take good care of. And so I thought, well, what if I just test the limits? You know, so then I like, you know, I saw this one thing that my husband showed me where these people are like doing these trainings and they like for one of the trainings they did like 300 push-ups or 300 burpees or something. And so I was like, oh yeah, I'll make that a goal for like, you know, in two years or something, maybe I could do that. And then so I start tra- practicing this week and like, you know, first time I go for it, it's like, yeah, 20. Yeah, I could be done. And I was like, no, but I'm going for 300. So I might as well just see where my limit is today. So I, then I do, you know, 10 more. I'm like, oh, I'm at 30. And then I do 10 more. I'm like, oh, I'm at 40. I'm like, oh, well, I might as well just go to the end of the song. And then by the time it's the end of the song, it was 50. And that was super encouraging. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, I just did 50 burpees. Like, I only ever, ever in my life probably did 10 burpees, right? And that was like, you know, I was winded by that already. So I was like, what? Like, since when could I ever in my whole life do 50 burpees? Like, that's pretty cool. So then I'm like, okay, yeah, like, sure. Like, I'll do that. So then I go and take a break and come back. And I'm like, let's see if I can do it again. So I go and turn on the song. And yeah, I have to do like a modified version. So I'm not, I'm like skipping the hop in one spot. But really, I got up to 56 by the end of the song that time, which I thought I would maybe only get to 40, right? I was like, oh yeah, I'm doing it way slower. You know, I'm, I'm, there's no way I could get to 50 again, but I got to 56, right? So then I'm like, okay, yeah, that's great. So then the next day comes, um, or, or no, and then I decide to share it publicly. I'm like, hey, I'm doing this thing. Like, I wanna get to 300 rookies. Today I only made it to 100. So we'll see where it goes, cause maybe I'll be like totally destroyed by tomorrow because that was a lot for me. Like I've never done that before. But then by the next day, I was like, well, I'm actually not destroyed. Like, yeah, I feel it, but it's not like I'm incapacitated, right? So I'm like, well, let's just try it again. So then I go for the 50. I'm like, yeah, that's no big deal. I already did that yesterday. Go for the 100. Yeah, I did that yesterday. And then it's like, oh, well, I didn't even know I could do this again the next day. So I'm like, well, let's just keep going then. So then every time the song goes, I get to 50 again every time. And that's pretty cool that I kept up my consistency that I did 50 every like, I don't know how long the song is, maybe two to three minutes. And then literally, it was nuts. Once I got to like 290, I was like, uh, what just happened? Like, I could have not done this today, but I totally am at 290. And boom, there I am, 300. And the song's not even done yet. And then I get to 304 by the time the song ends. And I'm like, yeah, that was pretty cool. Like, I, I'm sweating. I know that my heart rate is up. Like, I have like a new benchmark, which is really cool. So like, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but like, I'm, I'm probably gonna share publicly again, be like, hey, I actually made it to my goal in like two days. In like 48 hours, I was able to do, get to 300 push it, like um, burpees which is like unheard of, right? So then now I'm like, oh man, this is great. But like, I think this is all about the glorified God thing. It's like, if I'm gonna share it publicly, then I might as well put in something in there and be like, I am so grateful Heavenly Father blessed me to understand just simple principles to know how to take care of my body as a temple. So that, you know, when I decide I, I wanna run and not be weary, 
I can literally do it. You know, it's just like I don't even have to be training for hours and weeks and years to get to 300 burpees. I just needed to say I wanted to do it, and within 48 hours, I was able to get there, right? So it's like, man, this is so great. So I'm like, yeah, Heavenly Father's laws of health work. They just do. Like, who does 300 burpees? I don't know anybody that does. Like, most people hate them, right? I used to hate them until I figured out how to do them, like, really well. And then, um, so anyways, that's like part of my word glorify. It's like Heavenly Father has given us challenges, but he's also given us a way to be able to achieve them, to be able to overcome them, to be, instead of them become, to be our weaknesses for eternity. They are just our weaknesses for temporal, like, for just now, right? And, and then, once eternity's there, like, I think he kind of hopes that we will have taken the time to get out of the weakness rut and almost turn every weakness into a strength through Christ's atonement and through faith in him and through the, the you know, the things that he's taught us to do. Because, like, it's all there. He wants us to be taught correct principles so we can govern ourselves, right? Like, I just believe that's a truism. And, like, I'm so excited to highlight that, again, wherever it was from. And just, like, have it. Um, because I've just lived by it for such a little long time here, like, probably over 15 years now, where it's just meant the world to me to have that level of trust and agency and belief in me. And so that's been, like, amazing. 